This is episode 294 of the Wrestling Brethren podcast on the march to 300. I'm your host, Josh Wiener, along with Seth Zillman and Jared Aubrey. And on this episode, we preview and predict Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor 19 and the 2022 Wrestling Brethren draft commences. Hey, yo, Jay Will. Get us started. What up? This is Josiah Williams, and you're listening to the Wrestling Brethren Podcast, where wrestling and pop culture collide. Yeah. Welcome in. It is episode 294, and this is going to be a fun one as we're going to do a draft that we haven't done in a while, and it's expanded larger than ever before. But before we get to that, we're going to preview and predict Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor 19. But before we even get to that, Seth, Jarrett, how the hell are you? This is my favorite time of the year to be a wrestling fan. The G1 is going on as we speak. There still are the first uh, round matches. I'm... A little bit behind as far as uh, following it, but I'm sure I will be able to catch back up because, like, like I said, this, I, I look forward to this more than WrestleMania. It's like a solid month of pay-per-view quality matches like every week, so I'm quite happy right now. I have a hard time deciding whether this particular show with the Wrestling Brethren draft or the year-end awards is my favorite show of the year. So this is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go, boys. Well, both of those shows pose the potential for arguments so <laughs> it could be crime um, screw me over tonight so be careful <laughs> maybe i'll queue up baby cry dot mp3 <laughs> there you go all right well i was gonna also throw in some wrestling news but i don't want this to be a two and a half three hour show so uh, we will shunt the news off to another time, and we will start things off with this Saturday. We have ROH, Death Before Dishonor 19, the second pay-per-view under the Tony Khan ownership of Ring of Honor. Quite a stacked card, even if they don't announce any other matches. This is a seven-match card, six of which are title matches, and um, it's going to be interesting to see where things go and how many title changes we get. And I don't know what the plan is for TV moving forward, but... I will throw in one wrestling news nugget that earlier today, Tony Khan said that he did sign the Briscoes to a long-term contract with Ring of Honor. They're not signed with AEW. That's because the Warner Brothers Discovery people aren't fans of the Briscoes uh, due to some comments that Jay Briscoe made several years ago. Uh, but they are signed long-term to Ring of Honor. So let's kick things off with the only match so far that's not for a title as Ring of Honor veteran 
Allison Kay takes on Willow Nightingale. I was pleasantly surprised when I heard that Allison Kay was going to be on the show. I don't know if she signed or not, or if it's just a one-time deal, but well, I've been a fan of hers, obviously, going back to when we interviewed her on the previous podcast years ago, A1. So I'm assuming whoever wins this match is probably going to be put into the women's champion title picture after that. So I'm actually predicting Allison K to win then. My predictions for all of these matches are going to be short and sweet. I don't know a lot about what's going on in Ring of Honor. I did some research. I'm going to make some fanboy picks. But Seth just said that we had Allison on the show earlier. Uh, friend of the show, i got to pick her to win. So Allison K to win. I was originally going to pick Allison K due to the aforementioned friend of the show, and she was one of Norco's favorites. However, um, she works primarily with NWA, and it was mentioned earlier today that they will be revealing that they're coming out with a new title in NWA, the women's television title, and supposedly... It's going to be initiated as a vehicle for Allison Kay. So that makes me think she's here to put over Willow Nightingale, and therefore I am picking Willow Nightingale for the win. At this rate, between all the titles with AEW and Ring of Honor and the NWA, they'll have enough belts for every person that's a, that's a wrestler right now. I didn't even know what Ring of Honor had six titles until I saw this card. Speaking of, the Ring of Honor six-man tag titles will be on the line as the Righteous defend against Dalton Castle and the boys. Well, I'm a big fan of Dalton Castle and the boys. Uh, it's hard for me to want to bet against them, so I will pick them to win the titles. This is going to sound silly, but I watched a hype video. I had a thought. I read a couple of predictions on, online, and they said go with the righteous, so I'm going to go with the righteous. Okay, well, I'm going with Dalton Castle and the boys as your new six-man tag champs, only for the sole reason of the righteous. One of their members is Vincent, and he's currently with Impact as part of the Honor No More group. So I would imagine they're here to drop the titles so that we can uh, get them on either contracted ROH people or AEW people, whatever the case may be. Um, oh, I forgot to mention before we even started picking, my first initial prediction is that this will be the show where we get all new title belts with the new ROH logo on them. So... That's that's a side prediction. No extra points, but I have a feeling we're going to be getting new title belts. Uh, but my pick is Dalton Castle and the boys' new champs. And so look at the shiny new belts that have that uh, aerial black logo in it, right? Well, no one said he paid a lot of money for the logo. Hmm. All right. For the Ring of Honor Pure title match, Wheeler Yuta defends against Daniel Garcia. And before we get into our predictions, for those not familiar with the pure title matches, there are pure rules for these matches. 
Each wrestler has three rope breaks to stop submission holds and pinfalls. After a wrestler exhausts his rope breaks, submission and pin attempts on or under the ropes by the opponent are considered legal. No closed fist punches to the face permitted. Open-handed slaps or chops to the face are permitted. Punches to the rest of the body are allowed, excluding low blows. The first use of a closed fist to the face receives a warning. The second use of a closed fist to the face results in disqualification. In short, it's what rules were tra- were traditionally for pro wrestling up until the last you know, 30 or 40 years when they started getting lax with that to add more heel skullduggery and such or, or whatever. I don't know if that's the exact reason, but for a while, those were kind of the like written slash unwritten rules that wrestling seemed to go by. But probably I'll remember back in the days in WWE when you'd hear people complaining of using closed fists in a match. But anyway, Wheeler Yuna has been on a roll. I've been becoming a big fan of his, so I see no reason to take the title off of him. We also know he's, he's under contract and he's getting over with the crowd as well too. So I'm predicting him to retain. I couldn't have said it any better. I'm also going with Wheeler Yuta to retain. And I will complete the trifecta Wheeler Yuta to retain. Nothing against Daniel Garcia, but I don't think he's been featured enough to win a title at this point. For the Ring of Honor women's title, Mercedes Martinez defends against the professor Serena Deeb. This is another one that I'm torn on because clearly Mercedes Martinez is the babyface going into this and Serena Deeb's the, the heel. I predicted Allison Kay to win because I figured she might be put into the title picture after this. That would seem to imply Mercedes uh, retaining. Now, to be fair, we don't know if Allison Kay is going to be a babyface or heel when she wrestles on Saturday. So uh, it's possible she may be a babyface in one company and a heel in another. You know, that's That's been done before. So either way, I think I'm just going to stick to my guns and I am going to go with uh, Mercedes to retain. I'm going to go, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go with new champion Serena Deeb. I too will be picking Serena Deeb. I have a feeling this is going to be the, how should I say the consolation prize? Uh, she couldn't win the AEW women's title, but she's had a hell of a 2022 so I figure she should be rewarded with the Ring of Honor women's title. So I, too, am picking the professor to win new champ. In the match that, if it's not Yuta and Garcia, the match that will likely steal the show, although <laughs> realistically all of these could steal the show, the whole damn show could steal the show. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles in a two out of three falls match, FTR, the champ, champ, champs, seven stars, take on the Briscoes. I would not mind at all if this was the main event. I'm usually the type of person who champions putting your world champion match on last. This may be the exception to that. Uh, whether it's the main event or not, it does seem like FTR have kind of been the belt collectors in a tag, for the tag team division and all these promotions. 
Uh, they got the name value and such. Uh, not to say that the Briscoes aren't, aren't, oh, don't have any name value, but what I think I would do if I was in Tony Khan's position is I would try to put the best guys in the spots. So as I mark around for TV, so I am predicting the team of FTR to retain. Briscoes, I mean, they've been tag teams for, for 20 years. They're brothers. They're all over uh, wherever they go. Two straight losses, I don't think, is going to hurt them too much. So I don't think if they lose here, they would lose any sort of uh, uh, appeal or if, it would, or if they would lose any popularity. So I'm predicting FTR to retain. I am also picking FTR to retain. Come on, Jerry. You know a little bit about them. I don't know squat about the Briscoes. No, I meant FTR. Well, yeah, but I don't know what's going on in this match or what the... He's good. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> FTR. <laughs> All right. I, too, am picking FTR to retain. They're just on a roll right now. No reason to stop collecting the titles. Uh, obviously, this would be retaining the titles, but... Uh, they got to have all the belts and then get the AEW belts, but that's going to be tough when they're currently on a face tag team in AEW. But next for the ring of honor TV title, Samoa Joe defends against Jay lethal. This is another one. That's kind of hard for me to pick. I mean, Joe, I think to the average person is probably the bigger star since he had a run in WWE and such. And he's great wherever he goes. He's also got that Ring of Honor history. But Jay Lethal also has that history. He's younger. I don't know if he's more marketable, but uh, I'm a big fan of both guys. So I don't want to sound like I'm dissing Joe by saying uh, one's more marketable than the other. However, the uh, scene, what seems to be the obvious storyline or the next chapter does involve Satnam Singh. So as much as I hate to see interference and such uh, in, a, in a match, especially in Ring of Honor, who rarely did uh, interferences, at least traditionally, and uh, they probably happened more since they uh, got TV through uh, Sinclair a few years back, but I am actually predicting Jay Lethal to win and to get the title, and it will Probably be Satnam Singh who costs Joe the title. Yeah, I watched the hype video for this, and you know, it, it seems like Jay's kind of that the, the jilted student, right? It's, Joe became my mentor, but he just made me do all his dirty work, and that became the the, the heel basis for this. Um, not sure what I really think, but I'm really just picking Samoa Joe here because I'm a big Samoa Joe fan, and I, you know, I've seen the injuries and I've seen all the gains and the setbacks and then the gains and the setbacks. And I just want this to be gains for a while. So I'm just going to pick Samoa Joe to retain here. As much as I want to agree with Jarrett, because I am a huge Samoa Joe fan. And that video package was enough to get me in the door if I wasn't already However, Joe's more present in that video recap than he's been on AEW programming since um, Lethal and his cronies 
took Joe out. So for the pure fact that Joe hasn't even been around and God only knows what his recent string, I don't know if he has a hidden injury or if this is kayfabe. It's always a mystery with Joe, so I don't know. But this just screams to me that Lethal wins the title and um, hopefully Joe's okay and can move into either some other Ring of Honor stuff or back to AEW. I don't know. I'm hoping for good things for Joe. And if this is the one match I'm wrong about, I'm perfectly fine with that. But for predictions, I'm picking Jay Lethal to win the TV title. Listen to this, folks. Josh is going to get one match wrong, so you <laughs> you heard it here from if. <laughs> I said if. Plus, you got to be confident. <laughs> what am I going to say? Oh, I'm going to go 0 for 7, and the one I do get right, that'll be this one. Hey, you know, you set low expectations. You don't have to worry about failure. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> In the logical main event for the Ring of Honor world title, Jonathan Gresham defends against Claudio Castagnoli. I think this one's pretty much a no-brainer. My understanding is Tony Khan was originally going to sign Claudio just to Ring of Honor and not necessarily as an AEW guy. But... I don't know if he's going to do both. He's going to be AEW and Ring of Honor at the same time. I think just from a marketing standpoint, it would make more sense to keep guys with with, uh, certain promotions. But that said, uh, obviously, Claudio was in WWE for 10 years. Uh, Everybody kind of knew who he was. He always got a reaction. And it just makes more sense. If you are trying to get TV deals for a new wrestling promotion, or at least the newly acquired wrestling promotion, you probably want a good deal of stars to be there front and center. So I think for that reason, I believe that Claudio will win. He'll get his first world title singles to add to add to his obviously long-running tag and secondary title collection. Yeah, I think Claudio wins. He's kind of going to be the, at least for the time being, I think he's going to be the top babyface in the company. I'm not even going to get in TV bits on Claudio to win a world title. (laughs) Well, I agree with both sets of points, but if you don't want an argument or, you know, if you don't want a conversation starter or point of either of those two, how about Tony can't pass up an opportunity to stick it to Vince? So Claudio wins the title, (laughs) becomes world champion, where Vince would never do that. Well, that is Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, as it stands right now on Thursday, July 21st. If during Rampage they announce any more matches, uh, I will get these guys' picks for those prior to the show. Um, Are you looking forward to the show? Will you be making an attempt to watch it? What do you think? Well, I don't have the funds to buy it at this point because I'm poor. Uh, (laughs) I mean, not penniless, but uh, I don't. I can't remember the last time I bought a Ring of Honor show. I think it was back right around the time they first went national on Access. I think uh, that goes back a ways. But uh, I'll if there's there's stuff that's uh, legally released online, I'll I'll check that out. 
Uh, but I, I really don't see myself watching the show, certainly not live, because I'm usually busy Saturday nights. If, if I do watch it, it won't be live. But uh, I definitely want to catch, you know, the Allison K match. I want to catch the Claudio match and the uh, uh, the big uh, tag title match with FTR. That sounds good, too. I'm going to watch, but I only want to watch the good matches. Oh, wait. I want to watch the people I know and like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. It is time for the 2022 Wrestling Brethren Draft. I can't even tell you when the last time we did one of these was, but it may have been a couple of years. But I will go over the rules, and if there is a question during somebody's pick, I will make a on-the-spot decision executively, and we will go from there. But the order was determined by a random generator, and Seth has the number one pick, followed by Jarrett, followed by myself. A snake order will be followed, so it will go one, two, three, three, two, one, and so on. This is a 30-round draft triple the size of our previous drafts when we only did 10, but you really can't build much of a show with 10 people. So <clears throat> I got the idea from Bleacher Report having their draft a few years ago, and we're going to follow suit. So rounds one through 10 are to be broadcast on this very episode. And we will complete rounds 11 through 30 off the air, as it were, and I'm making a slight adjustment to my original rules. Uh, I originally said I was going to tweet them out tomorrow, Friday, but if I haven't even put out the show yet, it would not make sense to tweet out the later picks if you don't even know the first 10. So uh, they will be tweeted out this weekend, as my goal primarily will be to get the episode out and published tomorrow. Uh, talent pool restricted to AEW and WWE rosters with the exception of the bonus rounds where indicated. And those bonus rounds are rounds 28 through 30 open to any talent around the world. No deceased wrestlers will be eligible. Tag teams constitute one selection, though they could theoretically be broken up for a specific individual. Entire stables of more than two wrestlers cannot be drafted as a singular pick. You cannot draft the entire Blackpool Combat Club with one pick. If you want the stable, you have to pick them either individually or part individually, two as a tag team, etc., etc. Part-time talent not eligible, a.k.a. John Cena. Roman Reigns is considered full-time for this exercise. Uh, one other thing that I will mention is if a wrestler is deemed a free agent technically at this time, they can be drafted. A super card to be booked with the winners, some championships, maybe some contenderships, and some detail of booking and or promotion direction are going to be built by each of us. Episode 298 will feature our presented supercards, and they must include the following. Your promotion name, 
your supercard name, the host city, and the venue. So those are the rules. We are all ready with our big draft boards. Everybody's got a plan. Everybody's hoping they're not going to be thwarted. And Seth, you are on the clock with your number one round one selection. So this is the part where getting the first pick can be kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time, because I'm pretty sure I know who you guys will pick first. And it's people at the, at the top of my list as well. But if I pick this one, well, then they pick one of my others first. <laughs> and I was originally going to think uh, top you know, main event baby face or anything like that. But I think I'm just going to say, screw it. I'm uh, I'm going to go for might, what might be my biggest pick for the entire draft here. I'm picking them first. I'm picking them as a tag team, picking the top guys, FTR. Wow. Wow, indeed. I did not expect that. Oh. Hey, I'm a tag team guy. What can I say? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't fault you for that pick. Well, that means I, there's only one that I can take with my first pick, and that is her tribal chief. I must pick Roman Reigns. There's nothing else to do here. That's who I was meaning when I said I think I know who you guys would pick first. I, I was like, because Roman's on my list, too. I'd be stupid not to put him on there, but it's like I was afraid if I picked Reigns, one of you would, pick that, would then pick FDR. So that's why I picked FDR. Okay. Well, I will wrap the first round and start the second round with my number three. Well, my first pick, I'm I'm just going to read them because this is going to be confusing if I do, you know, round 17, pick two, (laughs) 51st overall, you know, I'm not paid (laughs) by the NFL. So, all right. So for my first round pick, I am picking CM Punk. And for round two, Fourth pick overall, I am picking Adam Cole, baby. Oh, well, solid picks. Well, solid picks. Um, for my second pick, I am going to pick the Usos. Stop trying that's to also the good pick. Black, will you? <laughs> what's that, Josh? I said stop trying to create the House of Black. I know that's what you're doing. <laughs> All right, so that puts me next um had a couple guys picked to be my top baby face and looking over my picks here there's so many that i could pick to be the actual top guy in in the company some of them might be questionable with past records as far as health and such so i think i'm going to pick one of the guys who arguably has been the top wrestler as far as matches, uh, promos, kind of the, the whole package. Maybe not the best technical guy, but if he isn't at the top of the PWI 500 this year, he's going to be near the top. So I'm picking to be my top baby face, John Moxley. Very nice, Seth. Okay, Seth, that puts you at round three, number seven overall. Okay, so then I am going to pick, instead of my... Top baby face. I just have my top baby face. Need to pick a top heel. And 
This one I went back and forth a lot because huge fans of both guys. Uh, I hope I don't regret doing this, uh, but for my top heel, who would probably be feuding with John Moxley, I am predicting one of the greatest guys of the last 20 years or so, and I am picking the Viper Randy Orton. Oh, I knew that was coming. See, that's who I expected to be your number one. Yeah. But I, I get the feeling I may regret, um, possibly regret this, but we'll see. And it has nothing to do with, you know, being hurt or anything like that. I just, I think I get the feeling where you guys are going to go with your, with your top heel. Well, you know how hard this is to make a pick and then listen to you guys make two picks and I get <laughs> yeah. a pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, Randy Orton's <laughs> off your board now, so you know you're screwed. Yeah, he was he was never on my board, Josh. <laughs> that was the other thing. It's like I was tempted to pick him last because I figured at least Jared's not going to pick him, but I wasn't sure about uh, Josh. Well, uh, I need somebody to go against the Usos. I'm going to pick another tag team for my next pick, and I'm going to pick Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Damn it. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So if I take the team name and just abbreviate it, you just drafted Siog. <laughs> All right. Well, that blows up my uh, round seven plan. So I'm going to have to think about that circle back later. Um, that's what I get for mapping out the first 10 rounds. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to my top heel in the women's division. And I am drafting uh, the Nightmare. I'm drafting Rhea Ripley. Damn it, Josh. And then in round four, number 10 overall, I'm drafting somebody who's currently a top heel, but I'm going to flip her back to babyface because I can. And (laughs) I'm picking the man, Becky Lynch. Yep. I, uh, that's one of those I was considering going over. So, all right, off my list now. Okay. Uh, what to do here now? What to do here now? I need somebody to go up against Roman, and I might have to grab him here before you guys scoop him up. Uh, and speaking of nightmares, taking Cody Rhodes. All right. Well. Uh, that is a bit of a surprise. I may uh, readjust my because I was thinking this is the other guy besides Orton that I was thinking of having as my top heel. I mean, technically, I guess in storyline he's a free agent, but uh, I think that's all, all all the work. But I am picking for my next heel. I'm going heel heavy in my early picks here, and I am picking MJF. All right. I will go back to tag teams. FTR have to feud some have to feud with somebody. And they're technically could already be feuding with these guys already since they're both teams are in AEW, but I'm uh picking the tag team of the Young Bucks. And the beautiful thing about feuding them forever is you can do the double turn and it'll never get old. Well, I'm hoping this one is going to be a steal at this point, but I got to take the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. 
was on my he he was at the top of my list too. But you know, I I don't know. It, it's one of those things when you try to take it's like you know with the concussion history and all that, and he's been gone from AEW since their last pay per view. That's why I was kind of hesitant. Oh, I forgot to tell you, everybody's magically healed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like starting uh, a video game and you're like, would you like to start with realistic injuries? No. <laughs> Give me a minute to catch up here on the board. Okay, so my two, my first two picks for tag teams have both been taken. So now I have to adjust on the fly here. I'm going to select uh let's see um all right for my next pick i'm picking red dragon of kyle o'reilly and bobby fish and they'll match nicely with adam cole and for the first pick of round six, number 16 overall, I need now a babyface team. I'm going to select the... Hmm, I'm going to select the Lucha Brothers. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> it was either them or the Bucks, and I picked the Bucks when I did my heel tag team pick, so... They were they were my next pick. Mm-hmm. I was going to take them right now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, pick. at least we kept the young bucks out of the same federation with the uh, Usos, because otherwise, you'd, yeah, I think you'd lose count of su- the number of super kicks that'd be thrown. Yeah, talk about a super kick party! Oh my god, a super kick buffet. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Oh, that threw a wrench. Into my plans. What a person I might be able to get later. I don't know. Now I might just have to take him. Just <laughs> make sure it doesn't steal him on me. Got I got three people in mind here right now. I'm I'm just gonna take him now. I'm taking Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, he was next on my list too. I think as far as I mean, whether I'd make him as a babyface or heel, I'm uh, not sure. Now, so this is my turn. You had the end of round six, right? All right, uh, I am going to start building my women's division now because I have a top baby face and a top heel in my men's division and in my tag team division. So I am picking a top heel for my women's division. No, no, I'm scratch that. I'm now picking a top baby face for my women's division. She's been pushed a lot as a heel, which I think is a shame because I think she has top baby face stuff uh, in her. And I'm going to border front and center my women's division, and that will be Natalia slash Natty Nightheart, if I can't call her Natalia. And I have a, now that I have a top baby face, I need a top heel in the women's division. And I think for stuff like this, promos would be off the charts for a, a women's match like this. So I am picking for my top heel in the women's division. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Damn it. Also, also, damn it. Also very much, damn it. Okay, I got I to gotta swerve and replan here. There's so much damn it there, you got to take a couple pills of damn it all? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. This is the point where I was going to start taking my women, but I might have to just do something else. What to do, what to do. There's a few people I want to get in my top ten. 
Um, cause I know, I know you folks are, you guys are smart wrestling dudes. So, uh, let's go with, let us go with lettuce and a burger and mustard and onions. I'm going to take my man, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. He was on my list to head the, uh, secondary division or like a, uh, you know, cruiserweight division. Okay. I think it can be yeah. argued there that Jared, you might be in the worst slot having the number two pick because, you know, we, we both get two picks in a row. It almost seems, uh, I but it's like <laughs> still you kind of get the one and one you know it's like still an option to head us off the pass i guess well this was supposed to be keith lee at this spot for me in my plan but um i'm going to take somebody who i'm going to revert them back to their previous name because my promotion is not world wrestling entertainment um but I'm going to replace one big boy with another big boy. So at round seven, number 21 overall, I'm picking Walter. And then I will follow up with round eight, number 22 overall, and I will pick Kevin Owens. Intrigue? Do I take the NXT person or do I take this AEW person? This AEW person's hurt. We're going to resurrect Mr. Miyagi and he's going to clap his fingers or fingers, clap his hands <laughs> together and uh, we're going to heal some injuries. Indeed. But, All right. We got three spots left in the top 10. They can show those two. Hopefully I'm taking Claudio. Damn it. All right. So I think I'm going to take this pick because I'm actually a little surprised he hasn't been picked yet. He's another guy that I think has proven he can hang with the main eventers. He can have a great match with just about anybody. He can talk. I think he can cut it as a top guy. I mean, uh, I, I, I wish he'd had more of an opportunity to do so. But my next pick will be bringing in some cowboy shiznit, and that will be Hangman Adam Page. And uh, now I mentioned earlier a cruiserweight division. And I lost since I lost my first pick to be the top baby faces cruiserweight division. I'm going to pick my, take my next one, and that will be Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. And who wouldn't want to see a match between Gargano and Page anyway? Excess, damn it! I thought maybe I'd get him a little bit later. All right, I need to guarantee that I can finish off my plan. Um, I am taking an NXT superstar at this point, and I'm taking Solo Sokoa. Make sure you complete your Usos trifecta. Indeed. The key would be is, are you going to rename him into something Uso? (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought there was talk of him being like Jake Uso or something like that. Because I think his real name is Jacob. So, and then that would fit with the other two Usos having a name that begins with J. Okay, with the final pick of the ninth round, I am selecting Alexa Bliss. And she was on my list. For the first pick of the tenth round, which is the final broadcasted round, I am picking Mercedes KV. And if you don't know who that is, it was an early indie name for the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks. Looking at my main board. Looking what still fits, now that you guys have screwed up a portion of my plan, somebody that can go with Ricochet. Ooh, you know who's here? Oh, 
So, yeah, this isn't calling an audible here. Definitely. I'm going to take Wheeler Yuta. Okay, there's so many guys I want to pick. I'm not sure who's going to be available next or when. And there's a couple that I really know I want. But, okay, so I think I'm going to do this as a my, my kind of grizzled veteran pick. Not sure whether to be babyface or heel. I think he'll be babyface, but definitely... Arguably the best wrestler of the last couple decades. So I am picking for my tenth round, my my final round. I am picking the phenomenal AJ Styles. Oh, he was going to be next, Seth. (laughs) What wrestling draft has AJ Styles number thirty overall? (laughs) (laughs) This one, I guess. Um, Yeah. All right. So that is the first ten rounds. Apparently my dog agrees. Um, That is the first 10 (laughs) rounds of the draft. Okay, we will draft the rest of the picks offline, and they will be shared on our Twitter page over the weekend. Any final thoughts before we continue the arduous task of drafting superstars? Well, overall, I'm happy with my picks. There's still some that I want. We'll see who I get. And I've been a fantasy booking for as long as I've been a wrestling fan, so I'd like to think I'm pretty decent at it. Because, of course, when you're fantasy booking, you have the luxury of everybody's going to do what you tell them to do, which doesn't always happen in real life. But I'll be interested to get to these other picks, what we have for our fantasy cards, and uh, yeah, we can't add much more than that. And this is cool. I got got the main part of my plan complete, and uh... I, I know I've decided what I'm doing. The second part of my plan. Hopefully that all comes together. Um, I think I'm going to have a nice uh, um, roster at war with each other here. Hopefully coming up. So this this could be cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'm not going to take up too much more of our time, so we can get to the getting. Uh, next episode, we will be predicting SummerSlam. Oh boy. SummerSlam in July. Still don't like the sound of that, but we will take on the arduous task anyway, and we will get it done. So until then, thank you once again for listening, downloading, and subscribing, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can subscribe to the Wrestling Brethren Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast fix to hear the latest discussion from the Wrestling Brethren. You can visit us at TWBpodcast.com for posts and episodes. Visit the mothership, if you will, at BehindTheSquaredCircle.com, home of the Behind the Squared Circle Podcast Network. Let us know your thoughts, questions, and comments at Twitter at TWBP Show. On Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Behind the Squared Circle. And on Instagram at The Wrestling Brethren. You can follow Jared on Twitter at The Bacon Rev. And you can follow Josh at Southpaw Josh. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you again soon with more from The Wrestling Brethren. 